Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a ministry of Stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome everyone to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name's David Abel. Today I'm joined by Rob Longo and Tom Fertile. Welcome one and all. Good to be here, Dave. Happy Advent, everyone. Awesome, awesome. Everybody (laughs) would take a moment and get their Bibles. We're going to turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 39 through 45. But before we break open the bread of life, Rob, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit in so we can see what God wants to teach us today? I would love to. In the name of the Father, Father, Son, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for this, this moment. So wherever we are, wherever you are, we are in the presence of God. So Lord, thank you. Thank you for always being present to us. Help us to choose with our free will to be present to you, to give you the gift of our lives, the gift of our our time, gift of our work. Lord, you've given it all to us. Help us to give it back to you. Please, as we open up the gospel for this coming Sunday, as we uh, close out on this beautiful season of Advent and the final preparations for Christmas, please, Lord, guide us ever deeper into a more intimate relationship with you. Help us to be docile so you can mold us and and bend us and teach us to be your light, a better image of your light and your love in the world. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. And Tom, do you mind giving us a little gospel love today? Absolutely. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Wow, Tom, as you were reading that, you uh, really challenged me there. So when I greet people... Uh, do they light up with joy and do they recognize Christ within me? You know, I mean, in each and every person that God brings into my life from the cashier to people in traffic, do they recognize when I greet them that it's Christ within me and do they with joy receive my greeting as as, uh, as Mary proclaimed that she was filled with the Holy Spirit? So that's what really challenged me, Tom, as you uh, <clears throat> were reading. And, you know, without the gift of the Holy Spirit, we cannot purely reflect the Lord. We cannot greet people with that gift of unconditional love. So, again, pray for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Invite the Holy Spirit into your hearts. Invite the Holy Spirit to share what you're called to share, to greet people with the way you're meant to greet them, because it wasn't of Mary's own. 
It says here clearly, she was, I'm sorry, Elizabeth's own, she was filled with the Holy Spirit. So man, pray for that gift every day so that the Lord can use you as lights in the world, invitations to that eternal banquet. And in keeping with that, David, then the, the response that we might get, or maybe even should get from people is, how does this happen that the Lord should come to me through you, through That's you, right. through right. you? You know, if, if we're if we're doing it right, so to speak, um, you know, there's that, that there's Mother Teresa's approach. Why are you doing this? Why are you caring for me? I'm dying in the street. I'm sick. I'm ill. Why are you helping me? Because God loves you, and so do I. And that's the message, Boom. you know. So why are you coming to me? Because God loves you, and I want you to know that He loves you. That's I think that's basic evangelization 101. And through our actions, through the way we treat people, through what we say, through what we do, should have that reaction. What is it that gives you that joy? Why are you leaping? Why are you of good cheer? Because I'm an adopted son or daughter of God, and you need to be. And you're welcome to be part of the family as well. And so I bring His joy, the family joy, to you. And I like to use a word before that, precious, mm. because we are precious in God's sight. We are his precious sons, his precious daughter. No one ever before or ever after was created as uniquely as I was by God the Father himself for his delight and as a gift to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Do we get that? Do we wake up with that revelation every morning that God delights in us? He created us uniquely who we are for his delight, for his delight, and as a gift to his son. Uh, you know, this, this fourth Sunday, it's kind of like the drum roll, right? This is the, <laughs> the fourth Sunday of, of Advent. It's, it's the drum roll. And the, and the words that I've been really praying through this Advent, you know, come from each of the each of the four the four Sundays. Uh, in the first Sunday, we heard heart. Second Sunday, one. Third Sunday, do d o, and now joy. Drum roll, please. Joy, right? So heart. In the first Sunday, we have the contrasting hearts. In the gospel, we hear about a drowsy heart from carousing, drunkenness, and the anxieties of daily life. And then we hear a strengthened heart when Paul says, "Abound in love for one another and for all, so as to strengthen your heart." And each day we have a choice. What kind of heart do I want? Do I want a drowsy heart or do I want a strengthened heart? And that, that drowsy heart, if you think of the drowsy drunkenness and being all caught up in our daily life, it's, it's that you know, me, myself, and I, you know, that, um, that vicious cycle that we get into, the self-centered lifestyle versus the strengthened heart, which is God-centered, pouring out our love for others. And then in, in week two, we hear the voice of one crying out, in the desert, and uh, God wants us to be that one. And, and this is like, really, this is Mary's story. Actually. She had a heart that was strengthened, right? She was God-centered, loving others, so she had a strengthened heart. She became that voice of one to Elizabeth and to Zechariah and to John in the womb, right? And then in the third week, what do we do, they asked. Right? They asked, after they were baptized, the people asked, the crowds, the soldiers, the tax collectors said, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Not to earn our way into heaven, not to earn God's love, but I'm so on fire for God, I want to I wanna reach out. And what did Mary do? She went in haste. She went with joy. She was filled with Jesus, which you can also say she was filled with joy. And David, like you're saying, not only does God want us to receive his gift, because joy is the gift from God that only absolutely. he can give and the world cannot give or take away. And money can't buy it. Yeah, absolutely, right? And even losing all your money can't take it away. That's right. 
She was filled with Jesus, which means she was filled with joy, and she was able to be the cause of someone else's joy. God, through her, was, was the call. She, she was that instrument that she was able to share that joy. And in our lives, we may be the only opportunity, God, through us. If we're filled with Jesus, which means we're filled with joy, when people encounter us, we may be God's only, you know, only way to that person right? That they may never experience God's love if we don't accept that, what do I do response, which is bring me to everyone that you meet, right? If we ask God, what do I do? Bring me to everyone that you meet in every situation. So if we're, and we can't bring what we don't have. That's right. So we have to allow him to strengthen our heart. We got to go back to that first, that first Sunday in Advent. We have to go back to allowing God to strengthen our heart, to let him fill us, so then when we go out, they're encountering God through us, his joy, his peace, his love. And then, you know, they'll, they'll jump for joy, right? For, for God, not for us, right? For God in Beautiful. us. Beautiful. And that's why I love breaking open the gospel readings. That's why we call it gospel reflection, not a Bible study. Because when we bring this reading forward to today, because this is the living word of God. This is God speaking to us, piercing our hearts. And I read this first sentence, Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah where she entered a house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. Now, she didn't go out, start her car, warm it up, or cool it down in the case of being in a desert, and then drive. She walked up the hill, in the heat of the day, in the sunshine. So my question then, the Lord brought forward this to me and to each and every one of our listeners, where is God calling you today to set out to, to be a blessing to somebody else? Who is that person that God wants you to visit? And then, like Mary, how long does he want you to stay with them? So where, who, and how long? Because God wants to take himself to others in need through your obedience, through your yes, through your surrender, through the gift of the Holy Spirit. So in this amazing season, as we celebrate God choosing to come and unite himself with humanity in through and with his son, Jesus Christ, how too can we allow ourselves to be a gift to others? Where are we to go, Lord? Please tell me. Who are we to visit? Please show me. And how long am I to stay there? So for me, it's all about divine appointments. It's all about these, these, these opportunities to bring God's compassion, mercy, love, his healing balm to those that are in need in this, in this special season. And when we get that call, when we get that discernment, when we get that um, divine appointment made by the Father, do it. Don't wait. Don't delay. Like you said, David, Mary Mary went in haste. And I think of John the Baptist, you know, in, in, in Elizabeth's womb, you know, da dancing or leaping for joy, but also I'm sure leaping for, oh, I got work to do. I got, <laughs> I, I got to get out. I got to, I got to start, you know, I, I've got things to do. I got to, I got to make way the, you know, the, the way of the Lord. And, and, you know, so when that call comes, I mean, he was, he was ready to go uh, in, in utero, um, you know, ready, ready to answer the call uh, and, and to, and to do what he was called to do by the Father. So when we, we had that discernment, I think sometimes, you know, we may pay attention. I'll speak for myself, my own life. You, you know, we, I may take that time to to listen for that uh, that you know the, the whisper of God, and then it's like okay, well, well now what you know do I act or to go well? 
are you sure, God? <laughs> Can I have a second opinion? <laughs> Is there a court of appeals here? Can I uh, take a look at that again? Or do um, act in faith? And that's one of the, the best you know, parts in this passage, I always, which always hit me was, of course, you know, Mary is referred to as blessed in her fiat. You know, all generations will call me blessed. Elizabeth, you know, blessed are you among women. But this last line, blessed are you, in this case, why? You believed in what was spoken to you by the Lord that basic act of faith. God called, God promised, you answered, and you're, you said yes. You believed that God was a man of his word. You believed that the Father was a man of his word. You believed that the Lord would provide and do what he said um, he would do. And so that, that when we pause and we stop, oh, I'm not sure if God could do that. I'm not really sure. No. He, he is faithful to his word. And so, like Mary, we will be blessed if we believe what was given to us by God and act accordingly and act faithfully in response to that. You know, it's interesting, Tom. Also, as we read this scripture verse, there's some lines here that should probably jump out at us as Catholics. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Huh. And mother of my Lord. Well, wait a minute. Do you mean to tell me that the Hail Mary... Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee, which is Gabriel's meeting of Mary. That's his greeting. That's the invitation. That comes from sacred scripture. And then, blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, we name him, holy Mary, mother of God. Well, you mean that the Hail Mary, the prayer we pray as Catholics, we're praying scripture, and we're asking Mary who's a member of the body of Christ, in fact, the closest member to the Lord being his mother, we're asking her to pray for us, which is biblical, which Scripture says, pray for one another. It exhorts us to do that. So here we are as Catholics. We read this never even realizing that the beautiful prayer of the Hail Mary is our way of praying sacred Scripture, the way the Jews did with the Psalms, praying sacred Scripture and it's right here. Two or two of the verses are right here in the scriptures. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, God is, is so good to give us His mother to be ours. Yes. You know, from the cross when He said, "Behold your mother," to John, you know, He's saying that to us. So we have a, a, we have a mother in heaven. So no matter what happens with our relationships with our earthly moms, we have a mother in heaven that loves us, will never hurt us, disappoint us, let us down, just like we have a heavenly Father. Who will never let us down, never abandon us, never, never, never let us go. So we have, uh, we have a heavenly Father and a Mother in heaven that that just loves us, loves us so unconditionally. It's beautiful. And you know, Rob, sacred scripture. That's why we're commanded to not change one word of sacred scripture because words have deep meaning. Christ from the cross, when he spoke those words, he spoke them not to John. It doesn't use John's name. It says to his beloved disciple. You see, because symbolically, who we believe that is John, but it represents each and every one of us. That gift from the cross, when Jesus looks down and sees the, his mother and his beloved disciple, and he says to, to his mother, behold your son, and to the beloved disciple, behold your mother. And from that moment on, the beloved disciple took her, Jesus' mother, into his own home. Well, that whole symbolism is you and I. You see, we're the beloved disciples of Jesus Christ. That invitation to receive Mary as our spiritual mothers 
from Christ directly, it's for us. That's why the word John, the name John, is not used in that scripture verse. It's beloved disciple. And we look here further in scripture verses, and we read something interesting. Um, As we look at this, we look at the scripture verse here where it says, how does this happen that the mother of my Lord should come to me? But if we know our scripture verses and we go back to this Old Testament where David is proclaiming this exact same sentence, when the ark is brought into Jerusalem, David says in the Old Testament, how does this happen to me that the ark of my Lord should come to me? And David leapt, that same word, leapt with joy and danced for the ark coming into Jerusalem. So there's no accident and no coincidence that it's the same verbiage. The difference is, instead of ark, it's mother of our Lord. Why? Because the old ark prefigured the new ark, Mary, who was not fashioned by the hands of man, which the old ark was at the instruction of God, but was fashioned by the hand of God in the womb of her mother to do what? To be the vessel that would carry the word made flesh, Jesus Christ, our our royal king, you know, our bread of life. This is it. And when you get that, you're like, oh my goodness. That's why this whole story of the ark, that's why the understanding, why they strike poor Obadiah you know, dead when he tried to straighten the ark when it was going to fall, because no man should touch the ark. Joseph knew that, which is why we as Catholics understand and know, huh, Joseph never had sexual relations with Mary because Mary was the spouse of the Holy Spirit. We know that she, the Holy Spirit overshadowed her. She became pregnant through that overshadowing. It was, and this is really interesting, in, in Genesis 3.15, it was the woman's seed. Well, women don't have seeds, but it was. God created it this way because this child was God, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. So again, as we read scriptures, it's beautiful how God takes us through these words into the deep water so that he can teach his truths of his son Jesus Christ, the the ark was was preserved. It was kept. It was kept sacred, and in the Old Testament kept clean, kept preserved. In the New Testament kept kept clean, kept preserved from sin to be that perfect vessel. You yes. know, and just and um, again, not itself worshipped as God, but as honored as special the, the special yes. vehicle that would bring yes. Christ forward. Um, your trivia there, Rob. Right? Look at what, what was in the what was in the ark of the covenant. Right? The tablets, the word of God. And in Mary's womb is the word made flesh. Yep. In the ark was the, the rod of Aaron, the, the symbol of the high priest. In Mary's womb in the new ark was the eternal high priest in Jesus. In the Old Testament was the jar of manna, the bread that came down from heaven. In the, in the new ark in Mary's womb, the bread of life. Yes. I don't know. That's just random <laughs> coincidence there, David, isn't it? <laughs> no, 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 not no, in God's, no. Not in God's word. No, no way. Amazing, amazing things. Well, I just want to share a story with you guys to... Get back to the, the encouragement that you were giving me and, uh, and everyone listening about following through with our promptings. Not our promptings, but the promptings that, that our Lord puts on. I don't know if it ever happened to you, you guys, uh, but have you ever heard of a situation where someone was sick and you get the prompting and, you know, go visit. And then you, 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 so you definitely got the prompting. You don't. And then the next thing you hear about that person is when their funeral is. Yep. And that's happened to me on more than one occasion. And I've been really praying about, 
you know, being not only sensitive to the prompting, but more immediate in, in the react in the in the response. So, our Lord is always merciful, right? Knowing that, you know, I was a knucklehead and missed you know missed those promptings or didn't act on them, recognize them and didn't act. Um, last weekend, a friend of mine, our kids play basketball together, and I didn't realize this. He's cousins with a guy I went to grade school with. So he went to grade school. He ended up leaving the grade school, going to a different school, different high school. But you know, we were really, really tight back in the day. And and here, he's in a nursing home. Forty-eight years old in a nursing home. On hospice. I was like, "What? Are you kidding me?" So I said, "I gotta go see him." He said, "Oh, he was just asking about you. He was just asking about you." So that was on a Saturday. So I got the prompting. I said I was gonna do it. Sunday comes, didn't, didn't go Saturday, didn't go Sunday. Monday, I see this guy that told me at drop off at practice, our cars pass each other. And I was like, oh, so my friend, old friend's name is Benny. He's like, oh, Benny. All right, so I go, I drop my son off, go home. I say, guys, I'll be home later. I just found out that an old friend is in, in the nursing home. So I went in haste. I really did. I went in haste. Went into his room and haven't seen him in years. He's in the room snoring and 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 his dinner trays right next to his uh, his room is about six thirty at night. And I said, Benny, wake up, dinner time. Benny, wake up. So he wakes up and you ever like do those late afternoon, early evening naps and you wake up and you're all discombobulated. So he wakes up, you know, he's discombobulated, kind of blinking his eyes. And I'm like, Benny, it's Rob, Rob Longo, Robbie Longo. He used to call me Robbie, Robbie Longo from St. Francis. And he looks at me, and his voice was really strained. He's like, no way. And then the first thing he said was, what happened to your hair? <laughs> so in radio land, you can't see that I have a you know, beautiful, uh, beautiful exposed head. Um, and the last time he saw me, it was flowing black locks. And as first thing, we just laughed for the next two hours and prayed and cried. And you know, I FaceTimed with another one of our old friends, uh, got him on FaceTime. We were telling stories of back in the day. And his dinner was there. I said, Benny, are you hungry? And at this point, I didn't realize that he, he has no movement in his hands, arms, legs. And he said, yeah, I had to feed him. So here I'm feeding my old grade school friend, his sloppy joes, his yogurt, you know. And I like making concoctions. I was like, yeah, what about this? Let's mix this together. So he said, yeah. I said what do you, let's, let's try this. He goes, okay. So he tries one of my concoctions. But we had the greatest time together just, just hanging out. And uh, I was able to go back again. And I'm praying that I'll be able to, to go visit uh, just, to, just to hang with him, you know. And, yeah, so the Lord is merciful, right? The, you know, he's always giving us opportunities to to be his, you know, to be his, to be him in the world, to be him to people, right? So, Rob, you were a gift to your friend. And he was a gift to me too. Bingo! Yeah. You see, the fingerprints of God are always an exchange of gifts, and they're gifts that money can't buy. Where you went with haste to visit this man, you were a gift to him that money couldn't buy. But what you received in that experience of two hours. Money can't buy, he was a gift to you. Absolutely. You see, that's God, and that's God. what God wants for each of us. So again, as we continue to consume and digest the Word of God, keep transforming us, keep perfecting in us, Lord, that which is of Christ and purging from us 
anything that's not. You know, as we break open Scripture and we continue to learn it, it's amazing what God will teach us if we're open to learn that lesson. So we come to find out that this Scripture verse, Luke 1, 39-45, is the proof text that life begins at conception. We know that because Mary, when she said her yes to receive and conceive Christ in her heart and then also in her womb, she immediately, with haste, went to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who was about six months pregnant. At six months pregnant, John the Baptist in her womb recognized Mary's voice and leapt with joy, because it says that the sound of Mary's greeting and leapt with joy. Mary, or I'm sorry, Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, recognized that the child was in the womb of Mary and was Christ. I mean, this is all because of the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we know from this scripture verse alone that life begins at conception. And then for me, understanding that every child that is conceived, no matter the circumstances, God doesn't make mistakes. We in our broken world, things happen sometimes atrociously, but God doesn't make mistakes so that every child from that moment of conception is another opportunity for Christ to come into the world in and through that child's uniqueness as a member of his body. You see, God the Father creates the soul, unites the soul with the body, not the enemy of our soul. So every human being that is born is another opportunity in their uniqueness to bring Christ into the world. And the enemy knows that, and that's why he wants to destroy life in the womb. He's broken through the gates. He wants to destroy life in the womb. He knows that every child is that potential to be that Mother Mother Teresa, that Billy Graham, that world changer, because every human being created, is created by God to be those lights in the world, those changes to the world. And so when we, so we're, we're called to be those lights, we're called to be those changes. And I think from what you said, David, in your story, Rob, my thing that, I, that came to mind was, don't stop after you've thought about it. I'm thinking about saving money, but uh, I'll get to it later. I'm thinking about, you know, getting in shape. I'll wait to the new year. I'm thinking about improving my prayer life. I'm thinking about visiting that sick friend. Don't stop at thinking. Do. It almost sounds like Yoda there, doesn't it? <laughs> Don't think. Do. You know, it's action. Our Lord calls us to action, um, to go out there, to be the lights, to love one another. From the Stewardship Mission to Faith team, prepare the manger for your heart and receive Christ's child into your heart then take him into the world. God bless each and every one of you. Have a Merry Christmas. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups. Or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a Mission of Faith is a 501c3 nonprofit organization 
and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.